0: Ever wondered if your advertising dollar is really working for you? If your ad would have been here, you and more than 4 million people would be listening to it right now. Contact ads at exoneradiotv.com.
2: to be a hundred and never see the seven
0: wonders that'll be alright if I don't make it to the big leagues if I never win a Grammy I'm gonna be just fine cause I know exactly And welcome back to The Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're still coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at com, On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, com. Before we get to our special guest this hour, Karen Forrest, the Angel Lady i like to let you know that um, in the segment before, we were talking to Dr. Rita Louise and we were also talking to Deborah Fru. And integrity and honesty are very important to us here at the X Zone, as well as our, our parent company, Ralmar mcconnell Media Company, to let you know how honest and how we feel about what we're doing here. We were approached by a major U.S. network to do a show a TV show, and we declined. Even though there was a lot of money involved, we said no, because they wanted us to, well, change this a little bit to make it more exciting. Change that a little bit so it looks more spooky. Change this so that the psychics do this, that, and the other thing. And we said no. Why? Because integrity counts. Life is about honesty. Life is about helping people. And if I have to spoof things to bring in more advertising dollars or to raise their their ratings, I will not do it. So we were planning on having our show on TV this coming spring. We declined because of the way that the network wanted us to present the paranormal. And, and I would like each and every one of you just to think what you've done in your life that you've stuck to your guns, stuck to who you are, stuck to your very values, and how you felt about it, send me an email, exxon at dot TV.com. That's exone at exon dot TV.com. Karen Forrest, as I said, is my special guest. She is known as the Angel Lady. She is also a Canadian best-selling author of Angels and the Maritimes and Canadian Angels by Your Side. Karen has received extensive spiritual training, including being certified as an angel therapy practitioner by Doreen Virtue, who we've had on the show. In her private practice as a spiritual counselor, Karen offers private angel readings, medium readings, uh, various angel workshops, and is a professional guest speaker. As an expert in angelic communication, Karen uh, guest speaks on cruise ships, appeared on television guest-spoken on international radio shows, and quoted in various newspapers and magazines. Karen is a retired military mental health nurse officer with a diverse background in counseling. ExoNation, if anyone listening around the world would like a reading or needs the services of our angel therapy practitioner, Karen Forrest, this is how you can contact her. On the web, www.karenforrest.com. And that's com, And toll-free in North America, one 404 3103 Once again, ExoNation, if you're listening in North America and you'd like to contact Karen, there's a toll-free number, one eight seven seven four zero four three one zero three. 404 3103 this hour, we're talking to Canada's angel lady. We're talking about angels of the Maritimes and Canadian angels by your side with Karen Forrester. Forrest. Forrester was a good friend of mine. Malcolm Forrester. Karen Forrest is her name, and uh, Karen and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the exome continues. We're right here, live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. So when I make a... When I fall flat on my face Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, on the x TV show, coming soon to screens of all sizes. On the x TV show, we'll investigate UFOs, ghosts, alien abductions, demonic possession, psychic phenomenon angels, lake monsters, Bigfoot, unsolved mysteries, and all subject matter from within the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology and much, much more. The X-Zone TV Show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, www.xzonetv.com, is a Relmar McConnell Media Company and Airplay Media Production. Fartlets, fartlings, pongies, and honkers. They have so many names, makes you go bonkers. Rear tempest, butt bubbles, bottom burps, all aside. Why does it smell like a little rat died? Hail the fart, whenever, wherever, whoever. Its existence actually enriches our lives because it gives us those unforgettable moments that we can all recall again and again that are always good for yet another laugh. A new expose on farting. Get your copy of The Endearing Fart by Eileen Dover at www.theendearingfart.com. The And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. Once again, our congratulations to Major Dr. Doug Rocky for being inducted, the very first inductee, I might add, to the Exxon Wall of Fame. And what we're doing for Dr. Rocky is we're donating, or we're not donating, no. We are proud to uh, do for him, I guess, his very own website. It's uh, going to be www.dougrocky.com. And that's our way of saying, Doug, thank you for all the great work you're doing. Doug, the world needs to know about you and the great work that you're doing so that people and members of the military can find you with no problem at all. So once again, to the very first inductee of the Exxon Wall of Fame, Major Dr. Doug Rocky, congratulations. Body, Soul, and Spirit Expo coming up February the 17, 18, and 19 at the International Center, 6900 Airport Road in Mississauga, Ontario. I'm going to be the master of ceremonies for the three days. We're also going to have an expo booth, X X Zone booth, there. Wow, that's a hard one to say sometimes. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at the Body, Soul, and Spirit Expo. Their website is www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. Karen Forrest, the Angel Lady, is with us all the way from Nova Scotia, Canada. And uh, Karen, great having you with us. Uh, Last time you and I spoke was going back to February 24th of 2010. What's changed since then in your life?
2: Wow, what's changed? Well, I just finished writing the first draft of my third book, so I now have Angels of the Maritimes Volume 2 coming out next spring. (laughs)
0: Congratulations.
2: Yeah, I'm very excited. There's been so much demand a third book, uh, the mm-hmm. first being Angels Maritime, then Canadian Angels. So I, I've been busy since January writing the first draft, and even actually today mm-hmm. just reviewed with my publisher the uh, cover for the book because they have to have the cover decided and uh, designed long even before the book is. <laughs> That's right, written. yeah. They need to have the cover designed, so I was busy with that this afternoon, and then I've been busy with um, doing some uh, developing some podcasts. Uh, which which are audio downloads people can purchase off my website. And they just had me doing that in order to reach a broader base of clientele and and deliver some really great content of information to help them in their lives and and do it cheaply because the skills I teach in a, say, for example, one-hour session Mm -hmm. is a little more expensive to pay for me for one hour versus buying a podcast. So now I tell people, look, I've got that information on a podcast do yourself a favor, just go buy it rather than me teaching you individually. It's just a little more uh, cheaper, and and you'll gain something from it. So I've been busy with that. And my next podcast I'm working on just starting this week, actually, is um, one on chakra clearing. And then I've been busy with cruises. I have my third cruise this year coming up next week for guests speaking on cruise ships. So it's been a busy year.
0: What is what is the fascination with angels?
2: Angels, um, I, I, I think... Well, The biggest fascination is that people really perceive them as very loving, even sometimes more loving than God, because uh, unfortunately with many religions, they teach about a God being very damning, which is not what God is about, but it's what's taught. But people feel much more comfortable with angels, and they feel more of the love and and associate that with angels and the uh, unconditional love, and that's what the big fascination with, and the thought that there's someone out there that can help them out.
0: Do you see angels, or do you just just communicate with them?
2: Yeah, I see them for sure, Rob, absolutely. Um, I, I communicate with them in different ways, mm-hmm. and primarily I hear them, but to see them, for sure I do. It varies how they look, and even for each people, I, I teach a workshop on, literally it's called How to See Angels, <laughs> and um, I talk about the fact that there's different ways people have to trust how they are seeing them, but commonly they're actually seeing um, lights, blobs of light. It could be uh, round lights, or I call them blobs because it does look like a blob because the lights move around. Mm-hmm. So Sometimes it's white light, sometimes it rays of white light, sometimes there are other colors. But what you're seeing is the energy of the angel. So a lot of people are seeing angels and not recognizing the fact that they're seeing angels. And some people actually even go to their eye doctor thinking they have a visual problem. They're seeing things. <laughs> they're literally seeing things, and what they're seeing—these they, white lights or sparkles of light—are actually angels.
0: So where do you think that the great artists of our time and those who have passed mm-hmm. have have gotten their their image of angels? These these creatures with wings behind them, with guarding wings. children. You now, where did we get that interpretation of angels? If they're just blobs of light?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, one way I see them is blobs of light. But You talk about the blobs, or what I call the blobs of light, that's the aura around them. And what was happening okay. is a lot of painters would perceive the aura, or, or what I call, when I see them as blobs of light, I see an aura around that light. But they would see these, um, the aura of an outline of a body and perceive that as being wings. So there are times I will see angels... Uh, visually dressed with the long white gown and, and the wings, too, and that's how for me to identify certain p- specific angels. So, for example, people's guardian angels, I will. I don't see them as blobs of light like I do other angels. I normally see them standing over your right-hand shoulder mm-hmm. with long white gowns. With the wings, but interestingly, I never see an angel with a halo. which is rather interesting. I see the lights, I see the auras, I see the wings, I see the outline of the body i 've yet to see a halo around <laughs> an angel.
0: Do all people see angels differently, or do people that you that you have met over the years doing the great work that you do see the same yeah. kind of angels that you do?
2: They can see it differently, and even I do, depending on which angel I 'm working with what the angels do is try to appear to you in a way that you will recognize them. So for for me, um, with Archangel Raphael, I'm used to seeing him in a certain picture from working with my angel cards. So I tend to see him have that picture that I'm used to viewing from my angel cards. And I often see green light around him because he's a healing angel and green light represents healing. But the commonalities that i will hear mm-hmm. from people's stories, including in, in both my books, or, well, my third one coming out, is lights, colored lights, um, rays of light, um, angel wings, and an outline of an angel um, or an outline of a body. But always even more than just the fact that they see something, is along with it, along with the vision, the feeling of pure love, pure love, peace, a joy that comes with being in the presence of an angel. A lot of times people are more noticing what they feel, not just what they see visually.
0: So, if somebody calls you up for an angel reading, uh, you know yeah. how do you go about doing it?
2: Yeah, oh yeah, that's the, I do far more uh, telephone sessions actually mm-hmm. with my angel readings than I do in person too. What I do, it's very easy. People just schedule in a time. I work full time, so it's very easy to get in to see me, and um, and I find out do they want half hour or one hour session, and then if they want a telephone session or to see me in person for those who live nearby Nova Scotia where I live. And um, and then and then that it. Cause a lot of people think I need more information, and I'm like, I don't need to know anything until the beginning of this session. And then some people assume that if I'm working as a medium, say, which means communicating with dead people, which mm-hmm. in my definition is not the same as angels, which are divine beings. But even if when I communicate with dead people as a medium, a lot of people have the impression that I need to have a picture of the dead person, or I need to touch something that they've owned. I'm like, no, I don't need that. Maybe other mediums do, I don't know, but that's not it. The work is telepathic. That's why people often wonder, how can I do this work over the telephone? It's because I am communicating with your angels and your deceased loved ones telepathically. I do not need you in front of me to do that work.
0: So how do you connect with these people telepathically on the other side?
2: It's just holding the intent. I just hold the intent of I want to speak to the guardian angels of this person, or I want to speak to, you know, David's dead mother Mary, or whoever it is I would like to communicate with. I hold the intent, and then the messages will come through, either mainly for me from hearing them, but also through feeling them, sometimes through visions, and a sense of knowingness. So there's different ways the messages will come.
0: When was the first time that you gave an angel reading, and what was it like?
2: (laughs) The first time? was on my uh, angel therapy practitioner course for Dorian Virtue. Before that, I had um, taken a workshop called Learn to Talk to Your Angels, a brief workshop in uh, Petawawa, Ontario. we I was based as a military nurse. But I, I there, my focus was learning to receive messages for myself, and, and that's important. If I can't do this for myself, I am not ready to receive messages for other people. So it was very much focusing on how can I receive my own messages. But on my angel therapy practitioner course, I remember that day, we, a part of our training is of course to give um, readings to other people, and I remember being terrified, going, I've never done this, I don't know this, I don't know if I can mm-hmm. do this, and Doreen was saying, just, just breathe, and just give the message, you just got to trust. And so I picked, the, it was the person sitting beside me, total stranger, I didn't know who the person was, and um, and I said, okay, guardian angels, what do you have for this person? And the messages come Start to come to me. And that's when I realized that I am primarily clear audience, which means mainly I hear them.
0: Why did you want to become an angel reader? What was it in your life that pointed yeah. you in the direction of angel readings?
2: Oh, I know that's, it's interesting, Rob, because I never expected to be doing that. I mean, you look at my background, and I and I have a background as a mental health nurse. Yes. And I used to lock up people who heard voices. So as, you know, I didn't get into this until my late 30s. A lot of people assumed I didn't when I was younger, and that's not the case. Why did I get into it? Mm-hmm. Because I was divinely guided to. I knew and trusted it was something I needed to do, even though it didn't make a lot of sense, even though I struggled at first going, come on, God, what do you mean you want me to talk to angels and dead people for a living, and that's just weird and not flaky, and, and why are you ask me to do that? And I don't want to do that. So I really struggled with it at first as to the direction my life was going and when I started to take my training and and realizing I'm going to be doing this professionally, not just for myself or, or with my family members. But it's because it was part of my life path and I've always, always, Rob, wanted to honor my life path and it takes me in directions I've never expected, but I always swore I would honor it. I would honor my life path.
0: Stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. We'll be back with my special guest this Outrex nation, Karen Forrest. Her website, www.karenforest.com, and that's K-A-R-E-N-F-O-R-R-E-S-T.com. We're talking about angels this hour here on the zone a place for people dare to believe and dare to be heard. You're listening to us on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition, Area, uh, Definition Radio. <clears throat> as well as Star Cable, and then our broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Ever wondered if your advertising dollar is really working for you? If your ad would have been here, you and more than 4 million people would be listening to it right now. Contact ads at exoneradiotv.com
1: Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right, transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash x and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free.
2: My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi,
0: my name is Spoonza, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the x Exonation my guest this hour is Karen Forrest. She is the Angel Lady. Her website www.karenforrest.com that's k a r e n f o r r e s t.com. Uh Karen, what is is there a difference between an angel reading and the information someone would get from a psychic reading and if so what are those differences?
2: Uh, there can be, and, and I really encourage people that when they're going for an angel or psychic reading to find out what that is in that person's terms. The, the, to me, the, the biggest difference is when people use the word psychic reading, um, that's often where you have someone who's basically trying to tell you your future. And, and I make it very clear, I don't do that. Your future constantly changes with your free will. So that's absolutely not my thing. I'm not here to tell you about your future, but I am here to focus on an angel reading, and there's a, and there's a difference with my work, is that at, with an angel reading, I'm communicating directly with your angels, first of all, and, and with God and divine beings, and as a medium with your dead relatives. But I can make it very clear to you exactly who I'm talking to, because when you talk, there's a lot of people who do these so-called psychic readings, and if you ask them to define who you're communicating with, they can be very vague about that, and that is scary. That can be very scary because what's happening is you don't know who they're communicating with, and neither do they. And if they're not communicating with a divine being, you can get some really crappy guidance there. So with me, I'm very specific, and I can tell you exactly who I'm talking to, and it's going to be a divine being or one of your dead relatives and only those of the light. When I work at, do angel readings with people, my focus is to offer divine guidance in your life, focusing on the here and now, what you need to do today, what you need to do now to move forward into life and on a life path. And a lot of my work is angelic healing too, because I can give you all the guidance you want. But if you're not doing the healing you need in your life, then you're going to be stuck in your life. So it's it's guidance, angelic divine guidance and divine healing. And when I work as a medium talking to your dead relatives, my focus there is to reassure you they're okay in the afterlife, if, if they are, I'm assuming most of them, the vast majority are, mm-hmm. pass on messages of love and help you heal through a grieving process or with unfinished business, because a lot of my clients come to me because they have unfinished business with a dead person.
0: You said you talk to God.
2: Yeah, I talk to God. Absolutely, I do. Why? Because He's a divine being, right? So... Angels, in my terminology, because it's different for each person what they define as angels, but in my terminology, angels are pure love and pure light, as is God. Angels are messengers of God. So when I do my work, there is the divine presence or God or the creator or whatever term you want to use in my work. So, so yeah, I, I talk to God because that's where I get the best guidance. So that's, that's honestly why I talk to God and angels, all of them. You know, God and angels, that's where I get the best guidance for my life and for other people's too, and the highest vibrational and best healing. I mean, there's a reason I don't work as a mental health nurse anymore. I could have stayed, retired from military, and continued working as a mental health nurse that I was trained to do mm-hmm. and work within my specialty, and I was being headhunted to do so. But I left nursing, not just military, but I retired from nursing too, because I found that as a spiritual counselor working directly with divine beings, angels and God and and divine beings, that I could do work and help people heal and move in their lives much faster, deeper, more meaningful, and more effective than what I could just as a mental health nurse.
0: But if you talk to God, why wouldn't Mm -hmm. you consider a career in the clergy?
2: and the clergy cuz oh, cuz the clergy a lot of that first of all is not my path i mean you know trust me i actually did consider it at one point i have thought you know should i be doing that mm-hmm. and my answer was no for me but the thing is with and i want to i don't want to slam religion but but with a lot of religions they um they come from a lot of fear about god and a lot of and they believe in a very damning god mm-hmm. so one breath they'll say god is love and then they'll turn around and say you're going to go to heck cuz you just said the word heck and and, and then now you're really there, and, and I'm like, oh, that's that's not the God I work with. I don't believe in, in, in any unconditional anything but unconditional love. So that does not fit with me to be able to work. clergy means religion, and it just doesn't fit with me.
0: Why do dead people try to communicate with us?
2: Oh, because they want to know they're around you, right? They want you to know that that they're there for you and they're supporting you, and and, and to send.
0: Well, shouldn't they be out. up on a cloud playing a harp somewhere?
2: Uh, well, they are up in a cloud, so to speak, um, but the thing is in the afterlife, mm-hmm. or heaven, whatever word you want to use, yeah. they part of what they're doing is being there to support other people that are still alive. That includes you. So when I work as a medium, people say, oh, I don't have any dead relatives around me. You know, my, my parents are still alive, so mm-hmm. my grandparents are like, oh, yes, you do. Trust me. You just don't know them very well because they could be your great grandparents, but everyone's got dead relatives around them and they send their love and they wanna help you and they do help you. They do support you too.
0: What about these cherubs that, that the cherub angels that people talk about and we yeah. see them at Christmas time the, the baby angels are
2: Yeah, the baby angels, yes.
0: <laughs> are, are they real or are angels like you said they're blobs of light, so how can we yeah. perceive well, them well, as, one way as to cherubs
2: as blobs of light. I actually do see the cherub ones, too, and, and I see them as angels of romance. So whenever I call the angels of romance, Ford, mm-hmm. that is when I visually see the cherub angels. But, but the, again, it's um a visual, and angels um, will appear in different ways, in different ways to help you recognize them. But the cherub ones, in my experience, mm-hmm. have actually been romance angels.
0: Like little Cupid.
2: That's exactly what they are, little Cupids. <laughs> ah, gotcha. <laughs>
0: what are earthbound spirits?
2: Earthbound spirits are are ghosts. They are dead people who have not successfully crossed over into the afterlife, mm-hmm. and so they're stuck here on Earth. And, and the, the biggest concern about an earthbound spirit, for them anyway, is that they cannot soul progress. Right, they're stuck. And that's not a good place to be, so I actually do work on occasion to help earthbound spirits literally go to the light, really cross over into the afterlife so that they can continue soul-progressing and doing what they need to do as a soul.
0: All right, here, here's a question, all right? If angels mm-hmm. are to help us, and if there are ghosts because the ghosts you know, are trapped as earthbound spirits, why don't yes. the angels help them to get to the other side?
2: They do, actually. But we all have free will, too. You see, our free will does not end on on the moment of our physical death here on earth. That soul can choose to say, I'm not going to the light, or I'm not going to go to the afterlife, or I'm not going to go to heaven, I'm going to stay right here. And so the angels wait for them to make that decision. But when I work with Mm earthbound-releasement is what I call it, earthbound-spirit-releasement, helping them literally go to the light, go to the afterlife, the very first thing I'm doing is calling upon angels to help them um, with that process. But what the common reason that an earthbound fear will say, earthbound, stuck here, you know, haven't crossed over, there's two I found. One common reason, and it's really sad and, and, and I was really surprised how often this has come up, is that they're afraid to go to the light because many religions have taught them to fear God. They're so afraid they're going to go... I can I don't know if I can say the word the opposite of heaven I'm on radio but you know they're so afraid of going to a bad place sure you can you life. can say
0: you can say hell it's in the dictionary can i say hell do sure. i, don't, I
2: don't like the 300 radio you're like not the swearing but but yeah they're so afraid of going they're really so afraid of going to hell cuz they think they're going to be um judged which they're mm-hmm. not all right but they're so afraid they're going to be judged cuz their particular religion has taught them that. But they're like, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go because I can't go like because I'm going to be judged and I'm going to go to hell. And then I'm sitting there as a human being explaining to them, No, you're not. You're not going to be judged. And it's okay. And that's often. And here's just something I learned from just years of experience in doing this work is that along with the angels, I will end up calling upon the deceased relatives of this earthbound spirit who have successfully crossed over to help them cross over because they're more likely to listen to sweet old grandmothers that they recognize and say, grandma says it's okay to come to light. And their response spirit says, oh, grandma says it's okay. So I guess I'm okay to go. And then they'll go. Right. But it's because of fear. And that's sad. You see that, but it's been the reality.
0: When you call these deceased relatives to, to bring, bring this ghost across, where, where where do they, where do they come from? Where do the relatives come from
2: Well well see they you know where are they exactly that's I, I don't even know if I can explain that one Where did dead people hang out they're, they're in another realm altogether mm-hmm. but yet all dead people the ones who have crossed over successfully not not very sound spirits but you know the vast majority of our relatives are in a, a what do you call it Afterlife, heaven and earth a different realm I can't explain it any more than that. But but I can hold the intent of communicating with them, and they receive my words and, and will come through. Just like if you're communicating with your DC's mother or grandmother. If you're talking to them, they they know what's going on. They get your words or your thoughts, and they always know what's going on with you, too, whether you're talking to them or not. They know what's happening with you here on Earth. They're able to perceive that. How exactly? I don't know. I'll figure that out the day I die, and maybe try and come back and let you know, but I don't know how that works.
0: How can angels help us in our everyday lives?
2: In so many ways. The first way to help is for people to ask them to help you, and that's where I tell people, I don't care if it's angels or God or Jesus or who you call upon, just pick a divine being you feel comfortable with, but ask them to help you in your everyday life. How? In anything. I mean, in my third book, I actually have a log of how I've asked him to help me in my everyday life to help illustrate that. So even say, for example, today, I asked him to help um, me, well, first of all, get ready for this session to, to be on the radio show with you today and to speak through me, keep the line clear. I asked them for when I was in a lineup at the bank this morning to, actually before I got to the bank, to say there would be no lineup. I have no patience for line-ups in the banks or anywhere for that matter. So I'm always asking for that one. Mm-hmm. So you can, but I encourage people, ask them for help with everything because it makes your life that much a little more peaceful, a little more joyful, a little bit more easier, a little bit smoother for you. And they want to help you. It's not just in what we label big things in your life. I will ask them to help me. It's something as mundane as how me pick out a new outfit to provide the means for it. To provide the means for my flights to my cruise I'm going on next week. There's nothing I don't ask for anymore.
0: Why do they help us? What do they get out of it?
2: What do they? Do? It's not that they get anything. These are not human beings, right? They're, they're pure love and pure joy, and so their role in that aspect of angels is to guide us and help our lives be better. So if you want to say what do they get out of it, that's what they will get out of it. But they're, but even if we don't ask for the help, and even if we ignore their guidance, they're still there with us. We just might choose to be disconnected from them.
0: You know, by asking the angels to help us with money, isn't that yeah. being rather materialistic? And why would they help us with money?
2: No, uh, it's not being materialistic, in my opinion. Um and they would help us because we're asking for it. But keeping in mind, they help you with also what honors your life path. So I can sit there and say, which I haven't because this is where it does get into material, angels help me have a million dollars in my bank account. And, I, and and angels will say, you know, Karen, you don't need a million dollars in your bank account. And you're like, you're right, I don't. <laughs> I mean, maybe if I did, they would help me. So, so you know, it's. It, the help in when it's not that they would ignore you but what if you really did ask for that mm-hmm. what they would help you understand is the realization you don't need a million dollars in your bank account right
0: what was the first so, thing what was the first yeah. thing you asked the angels for
2: for um that I remember I actually talked yeah. about this in my first book angels of the Maritimes um there's been times throughout my life uh, you know more and for bigger things because because I was not Trained to ask them for smaller things in my life, um, but I do remember when I was going through um, basic training as an officer in the Canadian Armed Forces, I had to do a 13 kilometer rucksack march. Now I've never been good at rucksack marches. I am only five foot two, and I have a small body compared to you know most of the men doing the same thing as me, and yet I still have to carry the 50 pounds on my back. I have to wear the combat boots, which are heavy on my feet, and carry the rifle just like a six-foot-two guy does. So they're a lot bigger build, twice the build as me, mm-hmm. and I, I still have to do the same work. So I remember in going through basic training as an officer, I had to pass this. I had to get this stupid 13-kilometer rucksack march done. And I, and I, was, and I was struggling. I, I, I have the endurance. I can do it, but I, I was concerned about the timing, right? And it hurt. Like, it really hurt my feet to do this. And I remember praying to God and my guardian angels. I said, look, God and my guardian angels, I know I am meant to be a nurse in the military. All right, we're going but to have a bit did. of a
0: cliffhanger here. We're going to find out what happened uh, on sure. this rugsack uh, March when we come back from this uh, commercial break. XO Nation, Karen Forrest is our guest. She is the angel lady, www.karenforrest.com. That's Karen, F-O-R-R-E-S-T.com. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Chasing 120 by Monty Wolverton. Get your copy today at www.ptm.org forward slash 120 or on Amazon.com. When demystified, shamanism is an ancient science delving into the quantum level of life. Understanding and implementing basic shamanic principles can empower the individual to heal, manifest, and evolve in these rapidly changing times. Path Home Shamanic Art School is a -a one-of-a-kind Colorado State certified occupational school training and certifying shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also train individuals simply interested in empowering and enriching their lives through shamanism. Path Home's certification classes are in a week-long block format, enabling national and international students to participate. We also provide online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions as well. Discover all you can be. Enter the limitless world of shamanism today. For more information, visit findyourpathhome.com or call 303-775-3431. we She's Karen Forrest, our guest this hour on Angel, the Angel Lady. Her website is www.karenforrest.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-F-O-R-R-E-S-T.com. First of all, Karen, thanks very much for being with us. Always great having you with us on the show. Here's a question that I'd like to ask you since we're getting so close to the anniversary of 9-11, 10 years after that horrific day where Mm -hmm. so many lives were lost. How do the angels react to a day with such loss, and why didn't they intervene?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's why didn't they intervene. Uh, That goes back to free will, Rob. Um, People have the free will, including terrorists, to do what they do. And and I, you know, I answer that question in my second book, basically why do bad things happen to Mm -hmm. good people, right? And and what I, I talk about with people is that we do have free will including to do all kinds of awful things in this world. But really what, what we need to focus in on is what are we going to do about it, right? So what did the angels do to help that day? Because it, it wasn't that they weren't there. I know sometimes people wonder, God, where were you?
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> and, and angels, where were you? How could you let this happen?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because we have free will, and so do the terrorists and other people who do what I would label bad things, all right? Um but then there's also all
0: these other wonderful people who do good things. Yeah, but let, let's, stick to, let's stick to 9-11 just for, just for a few yep. minutes here, because you know what? Yep. There were people there who, who died, you know, and, and, and first responders who are heroes yep. who died. Yep. Why was this allowed to happen? I, in, in a situation like this, I just can't buy the free will. Yep.
2: Yeah, then then uh, I can you, then you can't answer that if you don't buy the
0: free will. Like it right? seems that by you know free yeah. will is an scapegoat for for so many things that happen in life. And if we can be so certain about communicating with angels, if we can be so certain yeah. about ghosts, if we can be so certain about everything else that yeah. that we that we talk about here on the X Zone, how yeah. come we use free will as to say, well, you know, I really don't know, but everybody's got free will.
2: Well, it is. And, and the other aspect, not only just the free will too, Rob, but it is, every person does, and, and this is, of course, my own belief, mm-hmm. that we will decide to die when we're going to. We make that decision, and it's not someone else. It's not the terrorists who, who, although they did what they did, yeah. really uh, I do believe they killed them, but those souls, those persons who died that day also made the choice, I'll die that day, and that's where I tell people, what are you going to do about that? That you got to honor them in some way. They did something for you. Now, what can you do, to do about it, too?
0: What did right? they do for us?
2: And what positive thing can you do? So now you can turn around and say, okay, let's go into the, all this fear. Or instead say, okay, let's let's smarten up here and have more and more people coming from a place of love, coming from a place of peace. Karen, we've right? got to it's say so long for
0: to to tonight. Do. I want to thank you so much for joining us here on the Exo Nation, our guest this hour has been Karen Forrest. She's the angel lady, www.karenforrest.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-F-O-R-R-E-S-T dot com. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Oh, by the way, I've got three angels, Mo, Larry, and Curly. We'll be back. Don't go away.